Hey, it's me, Gary. Previously on the Adventure Zone graduation, the Thundermen are preparing for war. They attempted to get the clandestine group, the Unbroken Chain, on their side, but they've hit a bit of a speed bump. See, the Unbroken Chain didn't like Argo sharing their secrets with non-members. Now Argo, Fitzroy, and the Fearbulk have been called to a tribunal for judgment. If they're judged as being unworthy of membership, their minds are going to be wiped of all memories of the unbroken chain. Argo and the Fearbulg were knocked unconscious, but Fitzroy was able to stay frosty and see what was happening. The boys were in for a rude awakening because sitting in judgment is Argo's mortal enemy, the Commodore. All right, so just to remind everybody, including the players, because it has been a grip of time since we were recording. I remember all of it. Would you like me to? Yeah, you know what, Justin, do it. Uh, So at this time, in the last episode, in an effort to try to win over uh, the the secret organization, the Unbroken Chain, um, to win them over to their side, uh, he let it slip. Uh, Argo let it slip about the group to the Fearbolg and Fitzroy the, about the group's existence. Uh, and then he went to the Unbroken Chain to talk to them about helping with the the the, the whole thing with uh, Hieronymus and everything. And in the course of that, he admitted that he had told those two, uh, told uh, Fitzroy and the Fearbolg about the group. This enraged uh, the Jackal. And told him that uh, enraged enrage is probably a bit strong word. He was not happy about it. He was PO'd. He organized a tribunal to see if they could join up or if they were going to have their memories wiped. Uh, when they got to the tri- they were they were stolen in secret uh, away from the tribunal. Everyone except uh, Fitzroy was unconscious. And when they awoke, they found uh, the school's nurse was among the unbroken chain. But also, more importantly, the a senior member of the group, the the Commodore, and uh, he said he was about to start the proceedings. That's where he left off. Very good. It should also be noted uh, the Commodore. Uh, one might describe him as Argo's mortal enemy. Yeah, that's yeah. worth noting. Fitzroy, because you were able to uh, fend off the drugs and able to uh, maintain consciousness, you can identify, you know, who all is present. Uh, now, Fearbulg and Argo, you cannot because they are hooded and behind you, but uh, they were not aware of your uh, state of awareness. Nah, that's a terrible way to say that. They didn't know you were awake, Fitzroy. Okay. And so you know the Commodore, Mosh, and Marie. Mosh, the uh, blacksmith, and Marie, the school nurse. They are sitting at the tribunal. They are the three in front of you that you all know. But also present behind you are Jackal, 
Sabor, the uh, tortle librarian, Dakota, drinking. social teacher, yeah. the drinking teacher, uh, and Ramos, the shield work uh, teacher. Okay, so there's a there's a council of seven then. Yes. Did you mention Crabtree? Oh, and of course, yes. Thank you, Crabtree. Council of eight. Then. Yes, Crabtree, uh, the the artifice teacher, artificing teacher. Okay. And so the Commodore settles himself into his chair and says, Yeah, so this shouldn't take very long. Uh, just, what, we should be in and out in, say, five minutes. Pretty open Objection. and shut. <laughs> uh, Seconded. This is not... Thirded. Okay, not only is this not a court of law, it's also not a, a, a board meeting. Uh, we don't need things to be second. We don't vote on things, especially you don't. Uh, but before we begin, I guess uh, I should say any questions, uh, any confusion, anything we need cleared up before we get on with it. Sure. If it's not a trial, uh, then what is it? How does this work? It's a tribunal, right? We're going to ask you some questions. Some other people will uh, speak and then we'll decide what to do. Okay, so that's that's the that's the boiled down version. Did you get that? Was that clear? I, I got, I yeah, I got, I got it, boss. I just uh, it because it, you say it's not a trial, but it kind of sounds like one. Well, a trial usually has like a jury, and uh, it's about laws and stuff. Sounds like you. There are like splitting the hairs. Jury. Yeah, there is there is a sort of jury like thing. Do we get to call witnesses or it's a, it's literally it's because this can I be honest? Sounds more like a quiz. We get to call witnesses. This doesn't okay. feel super fair, if I'm being, like, perfectly honest. That is why I specify the difference between tribunal and a trial, because a trial is about justice, and this is about our decision, you see. Sure. Okay. Sure. Let's, let's get it started, and we'll play at a disadvantage. Permission to approach the bench? Denied. <laughs> Permission to treat the tribunal as hostile. Okay, we're going to move on. Uh, I, You know what, Mosh? This is your chapter. This is your HQ. Uh, please feel free to proceed, and I will sit as the head of the tribunal. Uh, and you see Mosh, uh, the Goliath blacksmith, uh, stand and say, uh, yes, um, now... We we do uh, first have some questions. Um, let's we can start off generally. Why don't uh, the three of you introduce yourself uh, and 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 tell us things about yourself that you think we would need to know? Um, Argo, as more or less a current member, why don't we begin with you? Well, uh, okay. You you invited me in to join this group, and it was a great honor, uh, especially when I found out the connection that that my mom had uh, as a as, I guess I was a legacy, so to speak. Um, and when you told me all the things that you stood for, uh, it just sounded like something that I could really get behind, and. And so I, I joined your group uh, freely. I, I, I 
sincerely took on the charge that you gave. Uh, I honestly embraced what you stood for because you said that this group uh, takes responsibility when they think somebody needs help, that something needs to be done, or that somebody needs stopping. And the first mission you gave me, you gave me a mission to to prove myself, uh, to, to show I was worthy. And you asked me to find out all I could about the source of Fitzroy's magic. Well, okay, here you go. Mission accomplished. Here he is, right, right here. Hey. And I feel like I've done what you asked me to do. And it's just that the circumstances have, have kind of changed a little bit. I see. Okay. Um. Well, Fitzroy, um, since you have already been introduced and we are aware of you here, how about you You go now? I mean, y'all know what I'm all about. Uh, I have uh, outrageous magical powers, uh, a righteous tood. I'm a student of some of yours, doing okay in the classes, Sabor. Don't hit the books as hard as I probably should. So we're like new friends. When you name somebody who is not visible to you, you hear a bit of a murmur and everybody <laughs> grows a little bit tense. <laughs> oh, sorry. Should I? This is, I, I want us to all be on equal footing. And right now I feel like we are at the disadvantage. So, uh, you know, Jackal, Sabor, Dakota, Ramos, Crabtree, you all can just go ahead and sort of plop on out here. like let's put all the cards on the table if we're going to do a thing about us knowing too much information the true extent of how completely bad you are at this needs to be outed so um yeah anyway uh i am a super powered super cool sort of knight in training and uh trying to uh, put together a war effort to stop someone who is bad, who some of, we don't know who's working for them. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Nice try. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Well, um, since it seems that our efforts to maintain anonymity uh, were not successful... Uh, Sabor has already informed us of what the Fearbolg told him this afternoon about the threat of the oncoming war and uh, the research that needed to be done. So we are aware of that. Master Fearbolg, uh, if you would introduce yourself to the tribunal. I am here. That's all you have. You, you're not going to attempt to justify yourself or endear yourself. Mm. Ah, no. <laughs> okay. I am uh, Fairbog. I um. I'm trying to join a secret organization which would present some challenges. I am done with my statement. 
Uh, and Jackal steps forward. Uh, and Jackal says, uh, excuse me, if I, if I might, uh, offer a suggestion. And the Commodore starts to speak and Mosh quickly says, now, uh, normally I, I, this is highly irregular. We would not, uh, take, uh, suggestions from anyone not on the tribunal or questions, but, uh, this is clearly an unusual scenario. So, Jackal, please, you are very familiar with Argo. Uh, we would welcome your your input. And the Jackal says, uh, as we are determining the worthiness of all three instead of just an individual, and the three of them have worked together, perhaps it might benefit us to let them speak about each other. And you hear murmur, of assent, and Mosh says, perhaps it would be a more objective take on things if if we were to get uh, your opinions about each other. So let's let's begin, Argonaut. Why don't you tell us about Master Fearbulg? Um, I honestly think he's not only the most honest person on no. the on in the world i i think he goes even beyond that i think he personifies honesty i think sometimes to his detriment sometimes you know to our detriment but you can't get past the point that he hates any kind of uh, any kind of subterfuge. He hates anything that's a lie. He is. This isn't really helping. So this is the pitch for why I should be allowed into the secret organization. <laughs> I can't tell lies, and I'm honest to a fault. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm a okay. I'm a rogue. You can lie. You realize that, right? I, yeah. And look how bad I am at keeping secrets. I just think that. If if he is the kind of person that you need if you're going to take on these big challenges like this organization is supposed to take on. For somebody who needs help, somebody needs something needs doing or somebody needs stopping, you need somebody here whose word you completely and totally trust. Doesn't mean you're always going to hear what you want to hear. But when Furbolg is involved in the process, it forces everybody to be better and to think about other people and to, to make decisions based on that honesty. And, and he's, and he's just a good dude. He's just a good dude. I, I can't imagine any kind of organization, not wanting somebody there who is the touchstone for honesty. If, 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 if you don't want him, if you're worried about him spilling the beans, then then, you know, don't put him in situations where he's going to tell anybody. He has become very good at avoiding the truth. Because if he doesn't want to talk about it, he doesn't. So, yeah, he's... He, I, I, okay, let me back up a little bit. I think we've heard enough, uh, okay. Argonaut. Thank you. All right, okay. Uh, Argonaut, I want you real quick to make a persuasion check. 
I almost forgot to include Dungeons and Dragons in here. Uh, 14 plus 2, that's a 16. You hear murmurs of, oh, around, and you feel like maybe you might have uh, won a few folks over regarding the Fearbulk. Now, Master Fearbulk, why don't you tell us what you think about Fitzroy Maple Court? This should, mm. this should be great. <laughs> when it came time for the Thunderman organization to hail a leader, we both decided to follow Fitzroy Maplecourt. He is dependable, motivated, results-oriented, <laughs> and the kind of leader one could only dream of. He has his challenges. Sometimes his spells don't go his way. <laughs> yeah. But we all struggle. Hmm. This is Fitzroy. Uh, Master Fearbog, now you make a persuasion check, and, and I feel like that was a fairly convincing argument, so I'm going to give you advantage. Too well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 14. Or a 13. I, it's ladies' choice between 14 or 13. And you have nothing <laughs> to add? I'm going to go, well, I'm kind of debating between these two, but I, you know what? I'm going to go 14 <laughs> uh -huh. plus one, 15. You hear uh, some murmurs too? Uh -huh. <laughs> Pretty convincing. Pretty convincing stuff. Uh, and and uh, let's see, Fitzroy. I think that leaves Argonaut. Um, I stand up and just very discreetly cast enhance ability on myself. Um, channeling specifically Eagle's Splendor. The target <laughs> has advantage on charisma checks. Great, Your Honor. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now, I might be a simple country knight. <laughs> do it, coward. <laughs> Commit. Do it. Um, no, I'm not going to do the voice. I feel like that would be uh, uh, too much. Um, yes, because we've always shown restraint here on the adventure. Your Honor. Thank you. My client, Argonaut Keen, is about as stand-up a rogue as one could, could possibly conceive of. Now, does that make him a bad rogue? Yes. <laughs> yes, he is not good at being a rogue. There is a certain amount of maliciousness that is mandated by the job, and he does not possess even an, ou an ounce of ma malice in his body. In fact, I would say he possesses much less malice than he deserves, than he rightfully should be able to possess given his lot in life and the, the certain betrayals that were laid at his feet. I sort of throw that at the Commodore. 
And you see, you see the Commodore's nostrils flare just a little. If you weren't looking at him, if you weren't looking for it, you might not have noticed. But this might be the first time that you see his veneer break of just very slightly away from the, you know, the larger than life, uh, big blustering kind of figure. And you see just a touch of rage. I am a knight in absentia of the realm of Good Castle, which means, of course, you can believe what I say. I, my path is true and righteous, and yet I do find myself here upon the villain track at the uh, Hieronymus Wiggenstaff School for Heroism and Villainy. And it's funny, you would look at our organization that we have here, a rogue, of a fearbolg, and a knight in absentia, and you would assume the rogue would be the master villain, and I would be his unwilling accomplice. But the opposite is true. I have never known a more heroic person than Mr. Argonaut King. The fact that we are all here, this, this trial is a sham. We are all facing off against an apocalyptic foe. And the fact that you all would do anything to hinder our efforts to, to thwart them proves that maybe you don't know quite as much as you think. But... Let me say this. If any of y'all try to touch a hair on Argonaut King's head, I'll explode the room. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But that is the sort of loyalty that he demands and has earned. And he's, uh, he's good. He's a good guy. Make, uh, make a persuasion check with advantage. That almost felt like an intimidation check at the end. Well. Uh, okay, that was a two. Not great. Not a good roll. Uh, that is much better. That is an 18 plus 7, 25. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, everyone, the sound of nodding is audible. <laughs> Necks popping in chorus. You hear, like, everybody's head rubbing against the inside of their hoods as they're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> they are agreeing so hard. That was great. May I say something? thing on my behalf uh, um and mosh looks up at the commodore and the commodore nods if you know fear bulls, you know that we cannot lie this would seem an ill fit for your organization while I can not offer you mendacity, what I can offer you is silence. I cannot pledge to lie for you, but on my life, I will stay silent when needed Marie uh, speaks for the first time and says we are well aware of the fear bogs and their strengths in certain areas including their painful honesty but as you are already aware Among our number 
is one of the most skilled artificers in Nua, and I'm sure we would be able to figure out something. But that was well said, and will be taken into account, but there is something else that must be taken into account. And she looks at you, Fitzroy, and says, I treated several students when your powers ripped chaos through the battlefields during what was meant to be a practice of uh, shield work and dodging, and you unleashed a wave of thunder on your fellow students and several teachers. You are not a paragon of control. I do not know that you would make a good fit for our organization. Objection. I already stated he was the bad boy of magic. This is known. Thank you. Not sure if that's helping in this particular. <laughs> um, okay, I'll come clean about something. Um, Ramos, you were there. Leading the class, yes? Yes. Um, I emitted a thunder wave intentionally. I was frustrated with my performance in the class. I am a knight in training. My shield work I thought was exemplary. I faltered. I was embarrassed, and I wanted to assert myself to the class. So um, as much as I am embarrassed to say it now, I think I've grown as a person. That was uh, not a chaotic use of my powers. I would never, ever allow something like that to happen uh, uh, without my controlling it. This is a lie. Yeah. How about a deception check there, Fitzroy? Wait, wait. Oh, I still have advantage, Dad. Don't worry. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. I mean, that was a 10, which is not great. Yeah. Confident words from Griffin McRoy. Uh, that is a 15 plus 7, 22. Uh, convincing. Ramos makes a deferential uh, nod. Ramos doesn't talk a lot. Ramos sure. is not a big talker, but her uh, body language and her movements convey uh, like that is... Okay, that is an acceptable answer. But you see that with that answer, the Commodore smiles. And it's not a warm smile. And he says, well, yes, that would go along with another report we have from the Centaur camp. Oh, where uh, hold you, up. <laughs> I believe, violently, and he checks his notes, tore the hand off of a wizard named Calhane and used magic and intimidation to cow a large group of centaurs and basically got your way through blood and fire. Is that correct? Would you call that a correct assessment of those events? When, when you say you, you mean all three of us? Because I believe, I believe I'm the one that initiated the 
hand removal. Yeah, he loosened the lid on that particular pickle jar. Yes, but I believe, as stated, you are the leader, are you not? Oh, yeah. The CEO is actually the title that I prefer. Ah. I mean, you you use the tools you've got. We were in a thorny situation, and you had to uh, assert yourself. Surely you would know something about that, Commodore of the of the seas. Surely you know something about leadership through force occasionally, yes? Yes, but that is in my public role as the leader of the naval forces, in my role... As a member of the Unbroken Chain, I operate in secrecy. I operate with restraint. Can you tell the tribunal here that you have shown restraint in your dealings, in your operations? I think I'm showing quite a bit currently at this exact junction. Don't you? Hmm. So, threats. Is that what you're going to bring to the tribunal? Like I said, Commodore, you use the gifts you got. I see. Are there any current members here who would like to speak on behalf of these three? And Jackal steps up and says, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of Argonaut. Argonaut is a good kid. He has helped me, he's grown in his skills. Though he may not be a master of deception, his rogue skills have improved immensely. His sneakery, his lockpicking, he is growing adept. And more than that, he reminds me of his mother. And we all knew Shabby. She was a valued member of the Unbroken Chain, and she was our friend. And if Argonaut is half the member that she was, we would be lucky to have him. And aside from bringing in his two best friends, which, let's remember, I did the same. Mosh wouldn't be here if I hadn't brought him into the group. And... You know, normally, I am senior to Mosh. I would be up there too, but I had to recuse myself because of the connection I have to Argonaut and to Shabby. And that's how important this is. It matters enough for me to recuse myself so that there's no question that Argonaut belongs. I'd stake my membership on it. And he throws you a smile, Argonaut. And Mosh smiles too. And I smile. And you smile. <laughs> Anybody else? I'm I'm gonna like one of those little mysterious half smiles. Oh yeah, yeah, style. yeah. I got that, got that. Got I that. Which you, which nobody can see because of the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Um, I think I want to not break a full blown stink eye. Lockdown with the Commodore. I am surprised. I Griffin am surprised at how much he has gotten my hackles up. Um, so I don't think I can interrupt that with a smile. Um, and Sabor steps up, and Sabor says, "I will speak on behalf of the Fear Bulg. 
in my dealings with him and with the fear bulgs I have met, I have found them to be deeply committed to their principles and their morals, and they are the epitome of restraint, and they operate for the good of the many, just as we do. I think the Fearbog would represent a valued asset to our organization. And the Commodore says, Is there anyone willing to speak on behalf of Sir Fitzroy Crabtree? Come on. We spent some time in this shop. Crabtree knows what it's about. Uh, I, we did, uh, why can I never remember Crabtree's voice? Because you want to do the voice of Crabtree, the character that Dad used to do on the radio show? That's Jackie true. Jackie Crabtree! That's absolutely yeah. true, I do. Hell yes. Where's that, <laughs> Taz Ark? Uh, I, 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 have, I have worked with the boy, but I, 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 I'm sorry, Fitzroy, not enough to stake on my reputation on it. But I haven't done anything to necessarily, like, bone you during our time to, like, you know me, you know what it's about, come on. I'm sorry. Friggin' Dakota. Dakota has seen it. Uh, point of order. Could I, could I bring up a point of order? Yeah, yes, you can. I'll speak on behalf of Fitzroy. I, did I, am, I am still I'm still a member of the Unbroken Chain. Oh, Bazinga, yeah. Correct? Uh and Mosh says I yes. Um I, uh, right, I here's my endorsement. Here's my endorsement statement of Fitzroy. I nominate him to become a member of the Unbroken Chain. Officially, the whole give him the coin. Because one person, one member, can invite one member. So I am officially inviting Fitzroy to join the Unbroken Chain. That's great. And then I'll, I'll invite the Fearbolg, and this whole thing's over with, baby. It, it still has to be approved, though that does carry some weight. <sighs> I mean, are we wrapping up here, or...? Because this is feeling a bit climactic. Well, I I have a closing statement to make. Mm. Since I called, since I'm the focus of this whole problem, may I may I make a statement? And the Commodore gives you a deferential nod. I am inspired by my friend the Fearbolg, and I'm inspired by my friend Fitzroy, and I think I am inspired. To say this, and this is coming from my heart because you already know how much I suck at deception. If if you want to kick me out of this group and redact my memory of this whole organization, fine. Because if you're not willing to help us and fight against this humongous crappy threat against us 
then you're not of any good to us in our efforts anyway, and neither are any memories of you because you haven't contributed a damn thing as far as I can tell. Oh! So, I ask that if you, if you decide to kick me out and chop out our memories, that's fine. But if you do, please, please, please look into what we've told you today. Check out the things that we've mentioned to you today, because that's more important than any memory of a fraternal organization that won't support its members would mean to me. And the Commodore says, well, it seems like it's time for the tribunal to rule. And I know how I feel. But first, Mosh, Marie... If you would like to speak. And Mosh says, I came into this prepared to continue the membership of Argonaut Keen, willing to allow the membership of the Fearbulg, but I was not prepared to extend the invitation to Sir Fitzroy Maple Court. But seeing the links to which his friends are willing to go to defend his worthiness. It's hard not to take that into account because that's what the unbroken chain is about. The bonds that we form with each other and our willingness to operate as a cohesive unit. And that is what I see before me a cohesive unit. And Marie says, I feel the same. I see before me three equals that do not allow titles or positions, background, their lot in life, as you said, to get in the way of that. And that is what we are all about. And I move to extend membership to all three. And Mosh says, I. And the Commodore says, well, that is not how I feel. But I seem to be outvoted. And as this is your chapter, and I am just a visitor here. I will have to defer to your judgment. Henceforth, all three of you will be full-fledged members of the Unbroken Chain. But try to keep it to yourselves. Yeah, that seems like something we're definitely going to do super good. So we're mem- are we fully members now? Yes. We won? The tribunal <laughs> voted in your favor. <laughs> oh, that's great news. So, yes. The, the full, we now have the full power. In the words of my dear friend Gary Suckett. <laughs> this, this is what Gary says when a moment is triumphant. He says, that's right, suck it. Has Gary ever said that? I don't think this I've... is what my the one Gary I know well. 
off screen. Uh, cool, cool Gary. Gary. Cool, yeah. Gary. cool Gary. Gary. I can say, say suck yeah. it. I say. So, when people get in Cool Gary's on, on his last nerve, he tells them, he says, look at this Joker. And then once he triumphs over them, he says, yes, suck it, Joker. <laughs> he always, Cool Gary always puts people in their place. He is a great inspiration. Hey, you... You ought to invite him to join the Unbroken Chain. I will never speak of this group. (laughs) (laughs) Ever again. I'm trying to get my triumph finished so I may uh, begin never speaking about it. Ever. Um, I, uh, I say, can the three of us have a quick sidebar real quick? Just a quick one. And we'll, we don't want to be rude. We'll be right back. Just a quick sidebar. I do a huddle with you two. Uh, and I say, Argo, I um, kind of have an idea. And I kind of want to go after the Commodore. But I'm not going to do it unless it's something you want. And it's not something I'm going to do unless I know you're going to back me. So. I will 100% back you. Cool. I am with you, whatever you want to do. And What are they going to do, kick us out again? <laughs> that's a great point. I feel like we have a sort of immunity for at least, a, what, an hour or so. Uh, and Fearbolg, um, I don't really know how this is going to go down, but your emotional support is, as always, much appreciated. Yes. And the Commodore says, now, if you three are done, we do have... The second matter to discuss, this so-called upcoming war that you are seeking our support in. Yeah, I mean, are, are we members? Can we add to the agenda? Yes. Cool. Um, Jackal, I... tell me about the uh, tribunal rules. Like, what, what, what do you have to do to get a tribunal called against you? Something bad? Um, yes. Um, you, you would bring it to senior members like myself or Mosh or, uh, you know, Marie, or in this case, Commodore, uh, and one of us would have to call the tribunal. Okay. What if one member of the Unbroken Chain was responsible for the death of another member of the Unbroken Chain? That would be pretty bad, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. One might call that a qualifying event for a tribunal, yeah? I. Well, then I think we should probably call a tribunal against the Commodore. Just like if we're being fair and we're all doing tribunals today and we're all here and we already have the pizza and the Commodore is visiting, like he's here. When else are we going to get the opportunity? Excuse me. How dare you? What what possible reason could there be? I... You have been a member all of two minutes, and your first action is to insult me? Insult a senior member? I mean, it's only an insult if it's not true. Um, Actually, no, that doesn't. That's libel. I'm thinking of libel. Um, But yeah, I guess that was my first order. I was going to get some pizza. Uh, and then insult you, but it sounded like you were making moves. So, uh, 
Yeah. Jackal, what do you think? You think that's tribunal worthy? Uh I it 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 could be what's your what are you getting at, boys? Argo. Basically the Commodore's responsible for my mom's death. He betrayed her. He was the one who set up the ambush that got her killed. And he is responsible for her death. It's my whole reason for being. It has been, up until very recently, the only reason I had for living. He betrayed her. He was responsible for her death. And if this organization can be the tool for me getting him, fine. If not, I'll figure out another way to get him. But, Commodore, you lying sack of shit. You're the reason my mom is dead. And I think it's time for you to answer for your crimes. You're about to get tribuned. And as you've been saying this, Argonaut, you you can see uh, the, the 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 Commodore growing red in the face and and beginning to splutter and, and standing. But before he can speak, the Jackal turns to him, and you've you realize that you've never seen the Jackal stand to his full height and make himself present. It's just never occurred to you how he moves through scenarios trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. You know, his whole existence is based on sneaking, moving through. And so he always tries to make himself as slight as possible, but not now. He stands to his full height and makes himself there. And he turns his eyes full of rage and hatred looks at the Commodore and says I as a senior member of the unbroken chain call the Commodore to tribunal now Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier 
for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. As soon as this proclamation is made, this group uh, whose entire ethos is based in order erupts into chaos. The Commodore is on his feet and he is moving towards you, Argonaut, saying, How dare ya, you little spray! I'll crush ya beneath my boot as Ramos steps between the two of you. And she doesn't say anything, but her physical presence is enough to break his stride. And she says, finally, Return to your seat. And he stares at the Goliath, having to look up to make eye contact with her. He begins to speak, but then looks around and realizes 
all eyes are on him. And he moves to return to his chair, but Mosh says, not that seat. And he gestures to the seat that, up until now, has been occupied by Fitzroy Maplecourt. Kept it warm for you. Farted in it. Lots of farts. I... (laughs) I don't have to stand for this. I... I am... No, you sit. You sit in in the chair. I thought we made that clear. You have a chair. We, like, did a whole thing, ju- like, five seconds ago about the chair. Uh, let's say fear bulk. Make a perception check for me. Uh, 18 plus 7. Yes. As all this is happening, you have noticed something out of the corner of your eye that no one else seems to have noticed. Winding between your feet and the feet of your friends, a cat is flickering in and out of existence as it moves between your feet, nuzzling against your legs. The cat? Yep. Is it the cat that... It is the cat that you have seen so many times hanging out in your dorm room, uh, buddying up to the three of you. Uh... You know what? I'm going to try to use... (laughs) I don't want anybody to panic, but I'm going to use a magical spell. Whoa! (laughs) I know. I've been hiding my incredible powers (laughs) from you. Wait, there's magic in this game? Only me. I thought it was just court cases. (laughs) I'm the chosen one, and I have the incredible ability (laughs) to cast magical spells. I'm just looking for the one about aminals because I know that I got yeah, it. Yeah, it's in there Hold for on. sure. Ah, uh, here it is. I think it's called Aminal Good Friend. Uh, I cast uh, first level divination, speak with aminals. Uh, and I mean, I can speak with the, the animal. Can you tell me what the text of that spell says? I gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence. But at minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you at the GM's discretion. Great, 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 great. All right. Well, now you can talk to this kitty. What brings you to the... This is in cat. Yeah. Should have made knows my shit. I just sound like an absolute maniac. Well, yeah, we could just subtitle it. So if you want to just say it in cat. Okay. Yeah, uh what brings you to the tribunal? <laughs> I have to decide what a cat sounds like. Well, what? Trev, I feel like that's pretty well established at this point what meow. a cat says. What? Meow. Want treat? <laughs> Damn. Um would you like a berry? Fish jerky. Fish jerky. Argonaut, I require mm. fish jerky and no questions. He hands over a, 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 like a half foot, like six inches of, of fish jerky. This is too much jerky. It will kill the cat. Three inches. Perfect. 
It's tilapia. I chucked the tilapia jerk three inches of tilapia jerky right at that silly cat. What do you want from this kitty? I don't fucking know. You threw it in my path. <laughs> I have no quarrel with this cat. You just put a cat there. I talked to the cat. I know. I know. I have nothing for this cat. <laughs> I mean, so far, I'll say, uh, Travis, in the transaction, the cat's up. The yep. cat's up some jerky. The cat is up. So let's bump back over to what is going on in uh, the second tribunal of the day, where the the Commodore now sits before Marie Mosh and Ramos. Because once again, the jackal, he's a little too invested in this sure. uh, to be able to sit the tribunal. And Mosh, now sitting in the tall seat, says, uh, perhaps, Commodore, we should begin by explaining your involvement in the death of Shabri Keen. And don't lie. I had nothing to do with the death of Shabri Keen. It was a complete, unavoidable accident. She, she sailed on her own. It was supposed to be through calm waters. It ended up being an ambush, but there's no way I could have known. Mosh turns to you, Argonaut, and says, What evidence do you have to the contrary? Well, she was... She was involved in this whole process. She got this whole job from the Commodore. Do you do you admit the fact that you were her supervisor, that you were the one that gave her her orders? And I admit freely that I was her privateer contract, that she worked directly under me. But that doesn't mean I knew there was going to be an ambush. How could I have known? That's the very definition of an ambush boy. Well, otherwise, how would the ambushers have known where she was going except for the fact that you sent her there? Nobody else would know. Nobody else would know where she was going, and yet they knew the exact right place to ambush her. You're the only other person that knew where she was going. She didn't even tell us. I, The ambushers could have been there for any number of of reasons. The seas are dangerous. You know that. Jackal, you know that. <laughs> I. One doesn't need to be told where someone's going to be for pirates to attack. Do you have any counter for that, Argonaut? Really? Really, sh really should have thought this out ahead of time. I mean, it was my boner, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I, I really, I got a little excited for justice and you know I what? forgot let's, about the sort of... Let's bring a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons back into it. Argonaut, you've had a lot of time to think about this. You have had, what, how long since your mother died? 20 years. Make uh, an insight check. I have advantage because of the monocle of misdirection. Well, there you go. Make that roll and see how it goes. That's 15 minus one. That's a 14. Mm-hmm. And that's a 19 minus one, an 18. With that 18, you have looked at it again and again. 
And the thing is, it's it's always been tough for you to figure out why would the Commodore do this? Because your mother was an incredible captain. And she made the Commodore look good on countless occasions. And seeing him here now, it clicks. He was jealous. She was better than him. The crew liked her better than him. And perhaps you would be willing to guess his higher-ups, his commanders, liked her. And he felt threatened. Threatened like he is now. And you can see that when cornered, when threatened, the Commodore gets angry. And probably, you're willing to bet, is willing to kill to protect himself. Okay. Um, I want to make a deception check. 14 plus 5, that's 19. It's pretty good. I know for a fact that the Commodore wanted my mother to fail. I have proof. I have a letter that she wrote to me expressing concerns that the Commodore was felt threatened by her, her success, and that she would eventually threaten his position as the Commodore. He had made open threats to... Uh, to her and those around him that he felt threatened and he would do anything he could because he wasn't getting the credit for all these great things. And he basically is a coward who has always hid behind the accomplishments of those that worked for him and around him, taking taking the glory, taking the credit, when he has never really had his own success, he's always contracted with all of these other people without fighting a single battle of his own and certainly without winning a single battle of his own. And for that reason, that is why he wanted to get rid of my mom. And he's a coward and he's basically a f- failure at everything he's tried to do, except steal the credit for everybody else. You know, I, I, I love a dad ratcheting up the already solid deception role by adding to that. And I also have physical demonstrable proof in my possession should anyone need to see he'd already tricked them and his trick was i have this thing i can show you whenever just let me know and the commodore says you lie i am the greatest naval hero that has ever lived boy and no such letter exists because i never threatened your mother And I would never do that. And the jackal, without looking away from the Commodore, says, 
Argonaut does not lie. I have seen the letter. <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah. And suddenly, the Commodore, his body language shifts. And he says, don't you see what's happening here? These boys. This liar. And he points at Jackal. They're turned against me. This is some kind of vendetta. They come in here lying about some kind of war just to make their way in here. Because he, and he points at you, Argo, is looking for blood because of an unavoidable event that happened to his mother. Don't you see? This is all lies from the demon war to this accusation. None of this. None of this is true. And Mosh says, I think you're going to need to come with us. And Crabtree steps forward with a set of manacles. And the Commodore reaches into his coat and withdraws a vial. And inside the vial is a dark, ink-black, smoky liquid. And he raises it and says, If any of you take one step towards me, I'll smash this on the ground, and you'll all be dead before you can take another. Can the Commodore make a wisdom saving throw? Yes. Because I'm going to cast, cast hold person. So he doesn't, so he doesn't do that. Yeah, he shouldn't have announced it. He shouldn't have said it. <laughs> he did announce now I'm gonna his intent. Him, I'm going to make him not do it with a hold person. Uh, that is 18. Now, but hold on. Uh-huh. Because I have a thing, I think. A thing. I have a thing. Okay, uh, it's heightened spell. When you cast a spell that forces a creature to make a saving throw to resist its effects, you can spend three source. Do I have three sorcery points? I think so. Uh, to give one target of the spell disadvantage on the first saving throw made against the spell. Uh, I do. I have four sorcery points. I will spend three of them on this. So he had disadvantage and he failed on the second one. What does hold person do? I mean, this is like the oldest D&D spell. I feel like I should just know this. Uh, choose a human you can see without within range. They must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. You know, if we're going by one round of battle, we have six seconds of paralyzed time, which should... He's frozen! Uh, get the thing! And you hear him mutter a word uh, as you all step forward and coming through the shimmering doorway... Is Gray the Demon Prince? Ah, oh, shit! Who says you called? 